Some people clap on a one and three. Some people clap on a two and four. Some people don't join at all because they got no rhythm, and that's all right. Some people, they drink too much. Some people don't drink enough. Some people are just like me. I hope y'all forgive them. I'm like Scott and Tommy Corbins. I'm like Pete Southtown, Zan Zan. I'm always speaking my mind, but I'm better off by my tongue. I'm a bad show at the wrong time. Still, I'm a legend of my own mind. I'm good for the song, but I'm not for everyone. I'll go down. Welcome to another episode of Two Ales and Hockey Tales with Wally. And today, I am so excited to have on two 37-year-olds and a 38-year-old from Stratford, Burlington, and Brantford, Ontario, Canada. Staples of the Stratford Coltons, Burlington Cougars, and Brant County Golden Eagles. Two of them were definitely Midwest Junior B All-Stars. One more, all leathers to the match. <laughs> Also, he was and is a legend with the Tavistock Royals and may have his jersey retired. We're not sure. Between them, combined for eight senior A seasons and 10 professional seasons. Two are North American roller hockey champions with yours truly and celebrated at the Lonnie Kai. <clears throat> but they're best known for their time with the Western Michigan Broncos, where the three of them became legends of the U Club and Kalamazoo hosting some of the most legendary parties and had one of the messiest dorm rooms of all time. Welcome to the podcast. And they also taught me everything I needed to know about life. Reed Yancey, Andrew Dwyer, and Daryl Moore. Gentlemen, there's a lot of us today. Um, Stretch, how are you doing? Episode 11, you're back. I'm doing very well, Brett. Happy to be here. Thanks for having me. Glad to see everybody. (laughs) nice to see you too and um daryl episode uh, 77 right great to be back brentorium yeah hasn't been long there darlinius and uh (laughs) yonsel haven't had you on yet but uh we're gonna get to that standard though i'm always the last one to the party so (laughs) it was tough to get you off the couch too in college so (laughs) hard to be first to the party when you need a stick to change the channel right (laughs) <laughs> okay sorry but Yance, we'll have you on at some point we'll talk about the senior a loop around here because you're a legender in this loop with the, the royals right yeah what, what's 10 that years i played like that was the longest team i ever played for 10 years yeah well <laughs> i've now worked at my current job longer than any hockey team i played for so there you go no. yeah that shit happens so I get into how we know each other. You three, uh, I guess, were my my roommates and uh, best friends, I guess, in life. <laughs> um, but, Daryl, I guess we'll start with you. You were my roommate from freshman year, right? So uh, we moved into the dorms together. Yeah, it was an interesting year when I first got to live with you, Brent. But <laughs> some of that stuff we got to keep aside. But we sure had fun, that's for sure. Good times. Yep. Uh, um, can we talk about what his mom put on his mattress on the first day, though, in the dorm? Does anyone else remember what got slid <laughs> over top of his dorm mattress? I, I feel as though that's fair game nowadays. I, oh, I You know okay. what? I'm not for everyone. And if you guys 
feel like you need to talk about it, then you guys just go right ahead. I mean, did who, I can tell the story. I was I was probably the last one to show up. You guys were already there. And Daryl, I think, comes around. This was, hold on, hold on. I'd been living there for a month, man. This wasn't until the parents came to the first game. I'd been living there, no issues. Oh, no, this was the move-in day. This no, was it was not. I came in the Intrepid, the Chrysler Intrepid, all by myself to Kalamazoo. My oh. parents were not with me. And um, <clears throat> my mother came the first weekend of games it'd be the exhibition games against the canada school i had lived there with no issues reed it, does, it doesn't off. make it better it doesn't make <laughs> yeah, okay either way i come into the into the hallway out of the elevator on the second floor because we took the elevator up of course obviously um, and daryl or stretch one of them comes around the corner just dying you got to see what Wally's mom's putting on his fucking mattress. Peak sheet right over top of the mattress. Got to protect that thing. <laughs> hey, in those lofts, like, or whatever they're called, where the bed's on top of your computer, man, shit leaks on, on that computer. That's a problem, right? You got to do your schoolwork. <laughs> oh, yeah. man. That's what you're using your laptop for. How many times? How many times was that pea sheet necessary? I wonder that. Never. Year. That's the thing is, I had lived there without any issues, and then my mom comes, and when I'm not looking, puts pea sheets on the bed. That's not cool. I had grown past that. I didn't need it. Yeah, you pee the bed since then a hundred times since then. I've seen you pee. <laughs> not in that loft. <laughs> okay. Whatever. <laughs> Well, welcome to the podcast in the shed, Reed. <laughs> but yeah, no, I had had issues as a young buck. I brought them up just recently on the podcast. It wasn't my fault. I was a deep sleeper, right, Stretch? <laughs> yeah, that's it. <laughs> and when I stayed at your house, when I was done my professional career, Stretch, there were no incidents, were there? No, but so Brent slept in my basement for... <laughs> I don't even know how long, like two months. I don't know how long you live with me. We put, I was like, like, I have like this, like queen size air mattress, blow up bed thing. Like what Daryl's mom has in the basement. Do you sleep on? You sleep in Daryl's house. And I was like, do you want me to blow this thing up? And Brent's like, no, I'm good. And he slept on an L leather couch, like not even a real leather couch, like a pleather couch. He just slept his greasy body on it the entire time with a sheet. And that was it. He was like a ghost. He just came and went out of the house. I did not have my bare skin on that couch. I wouldn't do that to myself. I had the sheet on the couch. I wouldn't put my bare skin on that pleather. <laughs> I, I have more respect for myself than that. Great hat, though, Stretch. It was, it was a war zone when he left down there. There was, like, baby powder everywhere. <laughs> I, found like, I found, like, ten hidden empty chew cans all in the basement. He was hiding me and my wife. No one could know. What are you talking about? I never chewed. And by the way, the baby powder was because I was sweating, oh, right. working so hard. Um, anyways, wrapping <laughs> <laughs> pipes, but a lot of insulation around there. Um, <laughs> uh, whatever, Stretch. You loved having me stay there. I lo- Oh, we had a great time. It was uh, it, Brent would leave at like five in the morning, so you never see him in the morning. And then when you get home, because as I'm sure you're well aware now, Brent is a like world renowned chef. So like he was firing up something wild every day. And I'm not going to lie to you. And you would never believe it. 
but like Brent can cook. Like Brent was making some pretty wicked stuff. He had a couple misses. He had a couple misses, but overall he was batting like 950. I like to experiment, Andrew. I like to experiment. Big, big magnum bottles of wine and a case of cold ones in the house all the time. It nope. was wicked. For like two months. It was a little different than when we were all living together and Yancey just was just raved about hamburger helper. Like I didn't know anything else about cooking other than how to make hamburger helper, right? Hey, it was yeah. good. I love hamburger helper. It is fantastic. A lot of different varieties too. You make oh, a lot wow. of different things with it, right? So good. We thought it was healthy too. That was, it was we probably the healthiest diet. thing we were eating. Okay. <laughs> Anyways, so I guess that's how we know each other, right? But um, anyways, I don't know how we're going to do this today, but moving on, question now. Um, So, Stretch, I'm going to have to mute you if you keep this up. You're episode 11, Daryl's episode 77, but it's been a while since we've caught up. So, Daryl, where and what are you doing now? And uh, yeah, 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 where and what are you doing now? Where am I? I'm in Nova, or we live in South Line now, but we're in Michigan. So working at Adams Sports Medicine and physical therapy. Check out episode 77 if you still have questions, folks. Stretch, what's going on with you? Uh, my wife and my baby and I live in Grimsby, Ontario. And uh, yeah, still working, sales job, living the dream. Living the dream. Great hat. And by the way, folks, we have more hats on the way. And if you want to get one, just let me know and I'll send it to you and you can give me some money for it. Um, but there are more coming. And Reed, where and what are you doing now? Sales pitch. I want one of the hats for sure. Uh, I'm living in Tavistock, Ontario, actually, in my hometown. Home of the worst intersection in Canada. Yeah, five five corner intersection. It's a good one. The lights have changed recently. It's I'm it's up in the air whether I'm if they're better or not, but it's always a shit show up there. Yeah, there's a lot of different directions out of that intersection, isn't there? Well, you yeah yeah for sure. And there's a one way street coming up to it too. That's a good one. Or going away from. And it, uh, well, I guess I guess you can be the sponsor today. So Pavestone Plus is it? Yeah, that's the company I own with Ross Yancey, my father, Pavestone Plus, and been working there since uh, 06 when I gra- when we graduated, basically. You just jumped right into that, eh? Yeah, pretty much. So, yeah, Still doing her, doing eh? We're wrapping up in the next couple weeks work for the season, and then it's kind of relaxing. Well, folks, if anybody needs any uh, pools, backyard stuff, front yard stuff, anything, any patio stuff, right? Reach out to Ross and Reed. It's a family business, folks. Feel free Pavestone, to support them. Pavestone.ca. That's the website. Pavestone.ca. Check them out. Um, okay. For craftsmanship. Yeah. And just great people, folks. People helping people. Um, and if you mentioned Wally sent you, they may or may not give you a discount. <laughs> yeah. It'll actually probably, the price might go up if you say that Wally sent you something. That's horseshit, Yancey. Uh, that's why he's the Yancey. Okay, so um, I guess I'll get in. I guess I met you guys, Daryl. I met you. We can talk about episode 77 and roller hockey or whatever, stretch. We talked about yours. Yancey, I met you playing against you in junior B. You were younger than me. You were playing for Stratford, and we'll get into that in your episode. But how did you guys meet? Um, stretch and Yancey, I think you guys met, was it? It was orientation. You had the civic, didn't you? You had the little oh. civic, the boom boom. 
<laughs> oh shit. Yeah, Stretch actually drove to uh, orientation our, uh, before our freshman year. It would have been a couple weeks before uh, we had to report for school. I, re I remember when Jimmy emailed me and told me to get a hold of Reed to, if we wanted to drive down together. And I'd never heard of Tavistock before. And I'd certainly never heard the last name Yancey before. <laughs> and I went on like Canada 411 or like one of those websites to find phone numbers back in the day. And there's like 35 Yonceys in Tavistock. There's like, <laughs> there's probably actually more than that. <laughs> yeah, I had, to, I had to call like nine numbers before I finally hit on Reed. But yeah, that's when we met. We drove, yeah, we drove down to Kalamazoo for the first time. That would have been we, when I met you, Brent. Was it, so you guys went down in the Civic? No. Stretch no, my dad's truck, I think. Something. Okay, so that was uh, orientation. So and we went, we went the wrong way too. We fucking, we crossed the border in Sarnia. Yeah. Four goes down, and you went towards to Detroit. A, yeah, we yeah. were supposed to get on sixty nine. <laughs> we took a tour. <laughs> oh man! Then we thought, oh well, we got to take it off the highway and got to zig back to sixty nine when we should have just stayed on ninety four and went all the way around. Well, I mean, that much longer, but we took like fucking six hours, I think, to take a four hour drive from Woodstock. That's before phones worked like they do now, right? Oh, we but. didn't have, we couldn't call anyone, no fucking way. Like, not a chance. I don't, not from the US. If we were in Canada, I might have my cell phone over. Uh, Daryl, when did you meet those two punks? I think me and Stretch actually played together a couple times without even really realizing it. So I think we said, hey, what's up? And then I think the first time I ever met Yance was maybe I was playing with something. Somebody's playing with something. Somebody back off. Whatever you're doing, stop playing with your tally whacker. Probably <laughs> my dog chewing a bone, Brenty. Well, tell him to stop playing with his bone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but Rito, we met at the All-Star game, I think. Yeah, it would have been. I think Rito was he in all leathers? I think he had his lugs on. I had a leather fucking coat on, man. <laughs> Jesus <laughs> Christ. Paper boy hat. <laughs> leather gloves, maybe. Like, oh, sorry. It wasn't gloves. I had a jacket. What are you doing wearing yeah. gloves going into the All-Star game? 90, 1998, probably. <laughs> wasn't that cold out? It was like they dressed for the NHL All-Star game now. You were oh, dressing for the was. Midwest Junior B All-Star game. You had the black leathers, the black gloves. Yeah. Oh, God. You looked like a rock star. I felt like one, Ollie. Exactly <laughs> oh, you look like. good. You feel good. You play good, right? Right? Exactly. Probably had a great night. <laughs> you did. Probably was. Um, okay. Anyways, um, I don't know why I have this written down, but I thought we'd just talk about our different fashion styles over the years. I don't You were tapered jeans 12 years too early, but... <laughs> <laughs> Brent's Brent's styles come back around a little bit. <laughs> I have a style in your own way. <laughs> I okay. Hold on. Your style is that we all know that you wear that T-shirt that you're wearing right now all the time. No, actually, I saved this for special occasions for right now. <laughs> Don't use a Freddy funny business. <laughs> Um, anyways, Yancey, I thought had a great, 
outfit all the time when I first met him. I was like, this guy's going to be my teammate, like with the, the Chicago Skyline shirt. That shirt was a joke. <laughs> I, we bought that shirt from... Uh... Like that was that was the night. shirt you wore to show up freshman year. You think it was a joke? I that was, that was so what long. you wanted to wear. That was your first line center. You couldn't wait for that to start the fucking game. <laughs> I never did wear it though. Oh, I just when I, I, I had to wear my old man's hand me downs. Okay, I didn't have my own clothes. I had to wear my old man's clothes. But Daryl, he was uh, he. You had a bit of fashion to you. Eh? You fit right in there in in, in the USA. Got to look good, Brenty. I think didn't I have to untie your tie one time? It was tied in like a, a shoelace knot. <laughs> I, I, I never did learn how to tie a tie until I got to pro. His <laughs> ties stayed, only ever got tied once. They stayed tied, tied all four years. Somebody <laughs> tied them once for him, and he just loosened them enough to take them off and hang them on the door. <laughs> super tight, tiny little knot. <laughs> and Ron's little tie. <laughs> Uh, my last year of hockey, I uh, <clears throat> I wore the same suit to every game for 76 games, and all the boys loved it. <laughs> yeah, no, my fashion just it was always good. It was always on point, they'd say. Right? <laughs> Stretch, it's not like you're dressing much better. You got a nice hat though. <laughs> like grow up. Okay. It's nice that you uh, found a hat that fits your head though, Wally. I know that's always been a struggle. <laughs> Do you remember that day? Oh god. You <laughs> tried on like 30 fucking hats in that store and none of them you're like, this one doesn't fit, this one doesn't fit. Looked like a complete donkey and everyone. <laughs> finally found that one hat with like the ripped brim on the front. Yeah. It was a red <laughs> sock hat. Or no, it was a Cubs hat, then he became a Cubs fan right after. <laughs> yeah. That one didn't hit his head. The only hat he could find, guys, allegiances, baseball-wise. Oh, I feel like I've lost control. Um, <laughs> um, <laughs> my head is round, and it looks like a tennis ball, yes. And it didn't fit many hats. And we did find one, though. And I was a Cubs fan for a couple of years, I think it was, right? <laughs> yeah, definitely a few years that lasted. Yeah, well, you got the hat. Okay. What my idea was for this podcast now, since we've got into so much good stuff here, is uh, I thought we'd just go through um, college chronologically. So uh, let's uh, get into uh, how you guys uh, end up at Western Michigan. So, Daryl, how did you end up at Western Michigan? Well, I was playing for Brant, Brant County Golden Eagles at the time and then had been scouted a couple times. You have a uh, Michigan accent now, eh? Do I? Yeah, you don't sound like you sound I'm, like you got a bit of it's there. Do you guys I'm hear it or no? Monotone, kind of. So I don't Excellent. know. He still kind of sounds like Daryl to me. Yeah. He still talks like he's talking into a sound machine a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Slow and steady wins the race. <laughs> no, but uh, yeah, so I forget what happened. I actually ended up separating my shoulder right before the uh, all-star game our senior year, but I still went, I think I watched you two in it, but Call Hain was there and he offered me the scholarship while I was injured. It was pretty sweet, but yeah, that's how I ended up there. And then I got traded to your team for 
Elmira. Yeah. yeah. And then we Ooh. lost in game seven of the finals. Yeah, that's in his episode. And uh, Stretchator, what about you? You were with the Burlington Cougars with that uh, fella from Lucknow there, right? Bobby Raymond. Bobby Raymond, the Lucknow Tornado. Good kid. Uh, the I was recruited by another school that uh, I was not able to attend for academic purposes. <laughs> so there were some like, coaching connections between uh, Western and them. And then, so I kind of got thrown to Western to be like, oh, look at this kid. And then, yeah. Uh, old Jimmy used to say the only reason he ever saw me play was because his wife wanted to stop on the highway and go to Ikea in Burlington. So he went and watched hockey while she was there and then he saw me, but anyway. <laughs> It would be funny if he didn't say it, but yeah, that's how I end up there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Yance and uh, yourself. Uh, yeah, I was playing for the Colletons at the time in Stratford. Now they're the Warriors, I believe. Um, it was later in the season. I don't even know that Western had even been to watch a game yet. Um, there had been schools watching our games that year. We had a handful of players that year that got Scully. So I had talked to a few other teams. I had never even really talked to Western until it was game seven of, I think the semifinals, I guess, of the Cherry Cup playoffs. We were playing Cambridge and we were down. I didn't even, I didn't even know that. I think Brooksy was there at the time. I don't think Colhane even seen me play before I got a scholarship, to be honest with you. It was game seven and we were down five, nothing after the first period. And uh, we came back and won. We, I had scored the goal to tie it to tie it five, five and like played in like probably the game of my life. Um, I know Wally's team at the time, I think was watching the game, hoping that we were going to win because they knew they could beat us. <laughs> That's wow. a story Wally's told me before, but. Um, nah, we could yeah, be, so we could after, beat anybody after the game i talked to brooksy and he said that they were interested and then a couple of days later jim called my house and offered me a scholarship and i fucking said yes obviously no one had i had never so did you it. ever go on a recruiting trip woolen shop no brown ale never, Bayfield Brewing company no i never went on a i never went on a I went on my visit after. So you had already taken the scholarship before you had been there. Yeah. Yeah. When you know, you know, Brent. Daryl, did you go on a recruiting trip? My other other option would be to turn it down and play another year junior and hope for a better offer. No, I'm not saying that you shouldn't take it. I'm it's just different that like you never did go. I don't know what the deal. It was later in the year and I don't know, I guess. You you showed them something, eh, Breach? Yeah, I guess maybe it was the I peaked there. That was the game I peaked. No, uh, you probably gave someone a good whammy. Gave me a lot of whammies over the year. That was yeah, the low sure. cross check to the low back of the pants, eh? Oh, I'll never forget when I had to cross check Daryl into the net in like Alaska, I think, or somewhere. Pre-game. That was pre-game pre-game, skate. pre-game skating. That was at that was at U of M. I think. Oh, okay. Do you guys yeah. want to talk about it? Feel free. Go ahead. Quickly, can we? Like, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, go for it. Jump into it here. We had gotten shit kicked the night on Friday night, and it was Saturday morning pregame skating. He was screaming at us for competing, and we were doing one-on-one fucking battles where it didn't even end like at the net. Like it was like you'd go to the net and the puck would go in the corner. He'd make you fucking keep going. Like pregame skate. You kidding me? 
So Daryl will ride around me, and of course, if I don't whammy him, he's gonna fuck. I'm gonna get screamed at. And I maybe not play that, that night. They like pregame skate depended on who played that night. Yeah, so I fucking whammy Daryl, and he feet slide out. We go into the goalie, into the net, into the fucking end boards <laughs> in pregame skate. They so bag fucking burnout at Christmas every year. I was I was on that trip and didn't play. And they bag skated the ever living oh. shit out of Alaska. Oh. Like, I remember we were all like, what the fuck is going on? Like, relax. We got bagged for like an hour after pregame skate. <laughs> I uh, remember. That year in, like that year in Northern Michigan in the playoffs. Is that a freshman year when Mantua was beating me around the drill? Yeah. <laughs> Like the last drill of the bag skate of like an hour and a half pregame skate for the sorry what's that the goalie was beating you at the bag skate <laughs> it was like just we were just skating a continuous circle for like five minutes and man too it was a bit of a, a freak of nature though. like that kid he would have skated for fucking 20 minutes at the same pace and like I, I skated fast for a minute and then i was gassed out for the last four i could barely make it <laughs> Uh, <laughs> the Olympic barn too. Yeah, fuck. In, in Northern, they had the Olympic sheet, so it was yeah. twice as far. Oh, yeah, fuck. short track speed skating out there. Okay, <laughs> yeah. watched it the one year. It was awesome. Yeah. That was one of the best sporting events I've ever seen. It was so sick. Yeah, that was cool. Was Anton Ono and Johnny uh, Davis. I remember the big U.S. short track speed skaters. That was sick. <laughs> Yeah. Are you talking about at Northern Michigan? Yeah. Yeah, don't you remember that when we went and watched like the US Olympic trials and fucking Yeah, no, I do remember. That was that they were they that doesn't like how can that be fun? Skating around in a circle really fast. How can that be fun? Like seriously, like all they're doing is bag skating all the time. How is that fun? (laughs) There's not even a puck. Got no hands. They, They just skate. Think about how much we hated that. That's what they do. At least, like, I guess, the, the short track, at least they're trying to go around each other. Yeah, that was the short track. That's what we were watching. It was like the relays and shit. That, those ones are cool. When there's Those like, ones are cool. The long track, stuff. I just don't get yeah. that. Like, get how side. is that fun? It's like it's like cross-country skiing. The long track one is just like bounding yeah. around a track for, for yeah. I guess like, if you want to just get exercise, but <laughs> who would run like a marathon voluntarily? It's been like, oh yeah, I would like <laughs> yeah. go for a crazy long run and put myself <sighs> like come I, on. Like even even lifting weights at the I think gym, I totally um, got sidetracked uh, in my yeah. intro. <laughs> I totally got sidetracked in my intro when you talked about running a marathon. Was in the intro, did I even say because I have it written down here is all three of you almost completed um 12 minutes or what is it two miles, miles in 12 minutes did you make it well, did i say that in the intro or did no anybody make it we like weren't even we weren't TV? even we weren't even close i was i was like i i think i was second i think i finished before you guys i think are you oh you i was yeah, she was like 15 and a half minutes he wasn't oh, yeah, even I was like, oh, no i was i was I a minute and a half behind i think i missed by a minute and i think you guys were all behind me like he was not only like a little bit disappointed he was disgusted by the results when we were done <laughs> he pulled, maybe he did a big speech i remember after about basically 
how much we were all brutal. <laughs> <laughs> I had confirmation from the trainer that because Malsey, remember, it was only five of us on the entire team that had this test. The whole no, team, five no, players no, have to do the test. Yeah. Nobody else does. Only the five players. Yeah, yeah. that's right. It said, because remember, it wasn't our normal uh, strength and conditioning coach there with us. It was the backup guy. And he, like, Mal came in at, like, 12.07 or something like that. And he was like, ah, it's close enough. Was just tell him he did it. Yeah. Stretch, I think you were under. You were only, like, 30 seconds off. And then I was – I was a minute or just over. And I was a minute and a half. And you know what? That's that's awfully good, guys. I think we did a really good job. Yance, <laughs> I don't think you really put that good of an effort. That wasn't. No, that. I didn't train that hard for the running, no. <laughs> about an hour and a half that entire summer training for that event. I probably practiced three days out of 100. <laughs> you remember how slow you were the first time? Oh, yeah. I'm pretty sure we were in the 20-minute range the first time we practiced. So. <laughs> oh, yeah. We really did. So, speaking, Daryl. See, I, I actually tried like, really hard to make it, and there was just no way I could. <laughs> I, I believe that there was a time where we were on the track training summer, and Brett had to only participate half of the session. Brent? What? Yeah, he he used to run the first three or four laps and be like, "Oh, I'm on pace," but I <laughs> I really got to hit the porta potty, so so I'm out today. He would, run, he would run across the street to the field house, use the facilities, and I believe one time he didn't come back because he went in the bathroom and then went and got lunch. <laughs> He went to a cafeteria. I think that was everything. <laughs> I don't recall ever taking a dump in the field house in the cafeteria. What are you talking about? I'm pretty sure. I do recall running three laps really fast. That'd be like, geez, I'm on pace. I should shut her down. <laughs> Yeah, you can keep that pace going for what nine more. If laps? it came down to gotta get out, I always thought I could do that last lap, and then <laughs> by the end, I found out I actually cannot gut out the last lap. How many? How many? The laps problem was... is it's eight laps, not three laps. No, I, I know, yeah. I know, but I could almost do that first mile on pace. <laughs> <laughs> almost. Wow. Well, I was allowed to penalty kill for half a season because of that. Oh, I do recall that. And then Stretch, yeah, they didn't like you. Ooh, no. Reed, they didn't like you. Daryl, they didn't like you. And for some, year. for some, no, this was before our senior year. And for some reason, the five of us were the only people there and Malsey were the only people on the entire team that have to do this. Nobody else did. They all stood there and watched us do it. There were that was the second time though, wasn't it? No. He had a test. And I remember Pierce's test that he had to do. Touch his toes. Yeah, he had to touch his toes. He had to be able to touch his toes. He had to touch his toes and we had to run two miles in 12 yeah. minutes. Yeah. yeah. Soviet Union style military fitness. And he had to touch his toes. 
<laughs> but he couldn't. He couldn't even do that though. He still couldn't touch his toes. He failed his test too. Yeah, <laughs> All he had to do was touch his goal. fucking toes. There's no way he could ever touch his toes. <laughs> oh God. Okay. Do you remember the day you left home for Kalamazoo? Stretch. You go first. Uh, I do. Uh, I, I was out late with my friends the night before. Uh, and yeah, I do remember it actually. It was pretty nerve wracking. I don't know. That was the first time I ever been away from home. Like I never played hockey anywhere outside my own town. So yeah, but I remember when I got there, I was like, I thought it was pretty cool. Ready for my parents to leave. And it was, uh, yeah, smooth sailing. Reed, you remember your, your, your first day um, leaving home there? I mean, you would have, really you stayed home any... the whole time too, right? Yeah, I was playing junior at home and everything. So it was my first time leaving home too. So um, getting dusted by Elmire every year, right? It was tough. Yeah, I mean, we had a tough goal against Elmire in the playoffs generally. Agreed. Oh, for however many ever. Oh, the one year we didn't get put, oh, for two, anyways, the three years I played junior. Yeah. But yeah, I don't know. My parents came with me down. We took all my stuff down and the loaded up their car and they dropped me off and I was there. I felt the same as stretch. I was, you know, feel a little nervous going down. And then by the time I got in the dorms, I was for sure ready to be there, you know, and it was fun that we had met each other at the initiation. Or yeah. That's that called, made it right? easier that I already knew you guys and all the, all the freshmen. We already knew all the freshmen right at that point. So it was good for me. Cause I knew Daryl. So Daryl, what was it like for you leaving home that first day? Well, I think it's the same story. Like I, I came and played junior with you, but I used to drive up to Elmira, right? I mean, in those days, we only practiced twice a week, so it was a different world. Yeah, my parents brought me down, first time being away from home, but I think that maybe was the problem, was the perfect storm of all four of us in that same We have all never left home, and we all get there at the same time and have never left home, and then... They put us in the dorms, and then they give us an all-you-can-eat buffet. <laughs> oh, boy. And then they introduce us to the senior class. Yeah, that was probably their mistake because, yeah, they should keep TSN us. TSN turning point. TSN turning point. What do we do? Brent Rumble. <laughs> Brent yeah. Rumble, Sean Rose, I think. Me and Wally. Dave Cousineau. Yeah, Coos too. Fuck, yeah. First party, and we just are looking at these guys over – going nuts and we're like yeah like i felt like i was 12 and they were 40 like <laughs> they, you know what i mean did they not no but like seriously so and then they were you, they were some of them were 25 well they were literally 24 25 years yeah. old they were all old guys that have been recruited but they were also like like six two to six four and like yeah, have been lifting men. heavy weights and then yeah. you put them in practices with jimmy call hain run the practice and yeah, next thing you know you're injury. trying to fight them and yeah. they're trying to beat you up so they can be in the lineup and you're like this is so messed up yeah how did we get here okay what were we like, talking uh, about the- well but speaking of fighting like when when uh Pat Dwyer and Cookie squared off <laughs> as roommates and went fucking toe to toe and Cookie just dummy Dwyer's face in and, and that's part of Pat Dwyer's episode. He was on here and we talk about that at that and he says wow. they wow. went and picked up his girlfriend from the airport right after. 
Yeah, I know. Like uh, that was the first time I had seen anything like that happen in a practice. And I was just like, what the fuck is going on right now? Aren't they fucking roommates? I was thinking, well, they were like best buddies and they full blown had a full blown. At the time, that was the worst I'd ever seen someone get the shit beat out of them in a hockey fight in real life. (laughs) Practice. It wasn't even, it was even practice. You you can't tell me anybody in the Midwestern Junior B loop was beating the shit out of people like Cookie beat the shit out of Pat that day. No, not even. Josh, I watched Josh Gratton beat up a bunch of people for well, half a season. He's fucking. I treated, I treated, I treated Cookie differently after that day than I did before that day. hundred percent. He started getting, letting him in line at the cafeteria. Not like I wasn't scared of him before that, but after that, I was like, "Fuck no way!" Yeah, take the puck. I don't need to play that bad. Um. Okay. So then, when we get there, though, okay. <laughs> We've never all really, we've all been living at home, apparently, eating mama's cooking. And then we get there, and then they give us those workouts, like with Vez. Remember Vez, the workout guy? That was oh, the, yeah. he was a beauty football guy, though. And everything was like as heavy as you can lift shit, right? Oh, God, yeah. Squats, power clean. Well, I'm still dealing with back pain from that deadlifting incident, or my back threw out. While we were deadlifting, that was the last time we deadlifted. Oh, yeah. When we try and do max deadlift or max squat. I was trying to lift like 400 pounds probably. I don't even know. It might have been way less. And we were lifting that much weight at that point. And we all were. It was so ridiculous. (laughs) I was squatting 410 after my shoulder surgery. And when we got there, you could hardly do a squat with 135 pounds on. And that I've within never, two years, you're like, I've never uh, seen one of those squat rack things before. Yeah, uh, I'd never been inside of a gym before. When I got I've, never, I've seen one since either. <laughs> Do you remember going into the football stadium? Like, because well, that's where our weight room was, was the football stadium weight room. And then all of a sudden, there are gigantic gigantic people like screaming lifting weights and like screaming doing squats and you're like little guy little fellas from midwest ontario like the the hell is going on dumbbells here here, guys excuse me and then you they had like a leaderboard like the heaviest weights to lift right and their hockey players were on there too right there was a heaviest lift for like dana lattery owned every record right for Do us, yeah, for sure. Probably, yeah. Probably. Uh, I wonder who X came in. Maybe I don't know. Yeah, I wonder who's who owns the power press for the Maple Leafs this year. Um. Anyways, moving on. Okay, where are we going here? Uh, Burnham's <laughs> cafeteria. Freshman fifteen. Do you feel like we all put on 15? Yance, I know you were there. I was probably closer to 25. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was a, it was tough, eh? Like, you've been Especially- living at home, and, like, then you don't know how to cook, and then they're just like, well, here, eat as much as you want every meal. Whenever you feel like going in, as just many go meals in as and you want. as yeah. many meals as you want, just go in and eat. Just go in and eat whatever you want. They're making bacon. They got cheese sauce, whatever, right? When I sprained my ankle freshman year, remember at the end of the year, we were playing basketball and I sprained my ankle and I fucking definitely put on 15 pounds. Wow, it's not a sprained ankle. 
couple of weeks. I was, I was weighing like 220 easy then, 225 <laughs> probably after that. That one we found under the nacho cheese machine. Yeah, oh yeah, I was underneath the nacho cheese thing, probably sulking. <laughs> I had a cup full of nacho cheese sauce to dip my entire tray in. Wow. Sausage links into Oh, yeah. Not to point fingers at only one person. Dipped in nacho cheese. Stretch, you found out about Jimmy John's too, so let's not get carried away here, right? Oh, I ordered uh, the day I found out about Jimmy John's, I ordered one and then I called right back and ordered another one. <laughs> I remember you would you would be ordering two subs at a time every meal, and you found out the delivery would come, and the dorms were just getting hit, right? Gargantuans, too. I always get big that big mama jammer, that big old gargantuan sub. Delicious. It's got like three inches thick with meat, and then there's oh, yeah. on top of that. I remember there was a time where uh, I, it might have been in the summer, and it might have just been Daryl and I, but on a uh, I believe it was probably a Tuesday night we were at one of our local uh, establishments and from time to time people would be asked or told that it was time to go and the kind people there would uh, give you some money to pay for a cab home and put you in a cab and this so such a thing happened one time a couple times and I would take the cab right around the corner and I would get out and pay the guy five bucks and then I would walk all the way down to Jimmy John's and buy a gargantuan to go home. The money they gave you for the cab. Yeah. <laughs> that happened how many consecutive I would say half a dozen times that probably happened. Okay. Next I question. Hey. So Next every time. Tuesday in the summer, there's only fucking six <laughs> in the summer. Hey, next question, though, is speaking of getting there freshman year, is I think all of us, all four of us, when we get there, we're all a little nervous. We're first moved away from home. But when Coos and Rosie and Rumble and the boys took us on that team trip uh, tubing and oh. camping – that was like when we f- we realized like we love it here. We love Western Michigan. We love everything about Western Michigan, right? Like that weekend, tubing down the river, the whole team on tubes with a raft with the keg on it, and the boys just being boys for like a weekend, right? Somebody <laughs> take it from there. Yeah. That week. Like an event like that has such a potential to either be like, oh, people think this is cool or people are mortified. And yeah. all of us were like, all of us were like, yeah, that's pretty awesome. Yeah. <laughs> we all thought we're it all was it was absolutely yeah. awesome. We're there might have been a couple people. <laughs> there might have been a couple people in our class or any class that like saw what was going on that night and been like, this is too much, but <laughs> <laughs> It was, it was, I won't name any names. It was early on in the day. This is, I won't maybe get too graphic with it either, but I mean, I wasn't feeling that drunk yet. Cause I wasn't, you know, I wasn't sure how hard I was supposed to be drinking. Like, you know what I mean? It was probably like fucking nine in the morning and someone <laughs> had gone off of the raft and was standing on the shore and bent right over, take, take it like balls and everything hanging from the back and took a, 
shit. Yeah, I remember that. On the bank. Yeah, I think everyone's got to remember that. Yeah. Like, it was early in the day. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. That, I was just like, okay, it's one of those type of days. And I'm like, all right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. start peeing in my bathing suit here <laughs> in this tube, man. That senior class were a bunch of weapons, too, eh? Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, Coos tells me that he loves the pod, loves listening to it, wants to buy a hat, and he's getting one shipped to him when they come, but he will never come on. No. That's what he says. He says he'll get he does he doesn't want to get real. No. Doesn't want He's to talk f- about. Coos has a pretty sick job, I think. I don't know if uh Yeah. Well, yeah. he's he's he, don't, don't, he's don't one of my mentors, I tell tell you. Like like he taught me how to be a college hockey player. He taught me how to be a pro, you know? Yeah, he was a oh, yeah. Yeah, sure. living with him was that summer was was it was fun. I did you know. I think if you uh, let him know, you won't bring up anything too bad. He knows. He listens to every episode. He knows what's going on. Anyways, here we go. Next you question. Even, you don't even know. Okay. So, other than other, you don't even know. Uh, <laughs> next question is uh, <laughs> um, the first workouts at the football stadium. Um, we talked about working out there, but, like, do you remember the stairs? Those first couple of years? Oh, I had to carry stretch up and down them. Well, like the first time we did those stairs, I get paired up with fucking stretch. And I was the lightest guy. That was probably too ten, so tough for him. But and he's all lanky. He was like dragging on the stairs behind me. Like I couldn't actually (laughs) pick him all the way up. It's a slippery spaghetti noodle. That one. I remember those workouts and like every time you ran up the stairs, you thought it was like actual life or death. Like whoever made it to the stairs was going to actually get more ice time or actually play more. Right. Like you didn't think that was actually true. Like yeah, if you could was... lift the most weights and run the fastest, you could play hockey. You I know? guess that's true. Okay. Um, Got Jimmy John's done. How about the first day um, when we have been doing those workouts and we've been skating with no no blades on our sticks? Like, you know where there's no pucks and no blades yeah. on our sticks? And did you guys know that, like, if they would have trusted us to be, like, hockey players and we could go out there and practice on our own with the captains, we could have done normal practices. Like, we could have played like hockey and instead all we did was bag skate the whole month so anyways moving on so we did that and then when there was finally (laughs) a saturday where we worked out at 6 a.m on the football stadium which was was it's cool everybody does that um but when it was over it was football day and coos got pennies for the whole team and got our numbers on the pennies for our hockey jersey numbers and we all went to like tailgating out on the town of Kalamazoo. That was one of my favorite days at Western Michigan was when we're freshmen and we're just getting to figure out the place and Coos and the boys put that on for us. That was one of the best days ever. Was that not the day when we were running our sprints on the field and then the band was setting up for the game? So they started like playing for us while we were doing our sprints. Very well, could have been. I feel like that started the day, and then it just went uh, only up from there. But that street—I don't know. I haven't been to 
down by there in a long time, but that street that kind of ran on an angle away from the main road there with all those houses on was just jammed full of people. Where that Brian just, guy lived. He lived on the corner down there. Yeah. We, used to go we went to that guy's house and we just went outside and it was just like fucking a sea of people and all the houses all the way down that whole street. That was sweet. Well, there was just kegs, like, right? Like yeah. on their front lawns or whatever. And there was just yeah, like just college students everywhere. Like it was, it was gotta be one of the funnest days I've had. I don't mm-hmm. know. That was a good day for sure. Okay. Well, thanks, Coos. Thanks for, um, getting that all set up and hopefully you'll come on someday get real with me um okay and then uh do you guys remember freshman year when we move into the dorms the fucking phones that beat where you at where you at every time we walked around the 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 campus Like, and we're just from Ontario and we don't have these phones. Every person from Michigan had those phones. Did they not? They did. It was the annoying. Nextel? Yeah. Terrible. You remember that? I mean, everybody in one of those furry uh, North Face jackets with a Nextel phone. That's like the official like outfit of Michigan at the time. And we would just cruise around and everybody would be like, beep, beep, where you at? Weird. <laughs> God, they wouldn't even give us cell phones. Like, do you yeah, remember we that? Them, yeah. our, our freshman year, none of us had cell phones. I'm still not sure how we did that, but yeah, dorm. We had dorm. I had a phone. Dorm yeah, Quanto had a phone and an answering machine and everything set up in my dorm room. So you lived with YouTube. Boots, right, Matt Quanto yeah. from out yeah. in Alberta. <laughs> Yes, and, I did. Freshman and stretch, you were with Vinny Bellissimo, episode 30-something, 20-something, maybe. I was, but to go back to Yance, were you, you guys aware that Boots is now, like, the... He's like a like, counselor, counselor or something. Of the, his, Running like, for mayor. He's like, oh, a, he won. He won. like in the government. Oh, yeah, he won. I was checking it out all night. I was texting. What? Sorry, sorry. What? Slow down, guys. Slow down. <laughs> Nobody knows what you're talking about, Andrew. What did Boots do? Boots is like a counselor in his municipal like county government now. He's like a, a community leader on the prairies. Yeah. Always could grow a great mustache, too. Way to go, Matt Ponto. Right? He, he, that, he did that dance move where he flipped girls over in his arm. So oh, yeah. Columbus. I have an unbelievable story about that Boots, but I can't even tell it. <laughs> boots has a story it's not even that bad but it's pretty hilarious but yeah no can't tell that one <laughs> all right okay okay well then well i'm this is my next one then playing there are first times as freshmen okay because we're going through this chronologically playing in front of the lost and lunatics like i remember my recruiting trip and seeing them play Michigan and then like actually getting to play in front of them. And like, it was gotta be the most exciting hockey you've ever played. Right. No. Oh, fuck. Yeah. By far. Like with the music playing and like the fans are all drunk and like college students that are just having a time and they're all straight across the ring from you. Yeah. Like, it's, like the Cullies had a pretty good atmosphere and like usually and a pretty good fan base like we had usually pretty full crowds but like it's nothing compared to you know 
what would what would there be? There'd be three thousand or two thousand students on that side of the arena, right? Oh, it was and nuts, and they were all crushed. Yeah, and there would be it would be the if we didn't sell out the arena, that section of the arena was still full. Well, when we first got to Western Michigan and we were good, like literally we'd show up for a game and there were fans wrapped around the arena. Like they students like right for the free yeah. tickets. It was like whoever is there first. So they yeah, literally yeah. would be there before we showed up. Yeah, we drive by honking the horn at them on the way to, sh- to the arena rink three hours before the game. <laughs> yeah. In the snow, barrel fires and shit going on. <laughs> Remember that one? Yeah, the guys had got... It was January. I think it was a game against Michigan or Michigan State. It was like minus a million outside, and the guys had the garbage cans on fire. Probably our parents. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, they thought they ran the place. They would have been at our apartment. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Um, so, anyways, you guys remember that, right? Nay, lost in lunatics, stretched, oh, Daryl. Yeah. That's what got yeah. me a sign, really, seeing when you come on your recruiting trip and you see you, you're standing up there next to that student section, you're like, this looks like a pretty fun place to play. Why? Well, it's like you've never seen anything like it, right? Like, I've never seen anything like it. You got the band playing. You got all those students there. And, like, they're like, you can play here. And they're playing Michigan. And they're playing, like, guys that have been on the World Juniors for Canada. And you're like, yeah, like, yeah, I'd love to do this, right? I mean, pretty much the highlight of my career was when I wasn't being tenacious enough, and then I hit that guy through the glass in front of the student section. Like, that was the highlight of my career because they were going nuts. <laughs> okay, next question then is uh, the tap room. Anybody, you guys remember that place? Do you know what that is? Do you know what the tap room is? How could you forget a temple, yeah. friend? I'm just kidding. <laughs> Uh, it's like the movies you watch of like, you know, like where they go to university and there's like that one bar. That's our that tap room, bar. isn't it? Yeah. That At that time in my life, I thought that the tap room was the best bar in America, if not in the. It, I actually thought it was the only bar in the world um, when when it got taken over and it was no longer the tap room and became like the Y bar or whatever it was like that was so sad for every hockey player at Western Michigan and like what they did for us like I remember when they we I'd have a recruit to take out and we'd go there and we could just walk in front of the whole line and then when we were young bucks when we like the first year we would just do whatever the hell we wanted in there and they didn't care, right? No, they didn't care. And the owner would bring out dollar tap. Yeah. Yeah. Every time you drink all night, have like 17 uh Red Bull Jaeger. And we'd have a whole section of the place and then that was that. Yeah. That's college hockey, folks. That's the way it used to be. Right. So we couldn't sleep until Wednesday because we were drinking full glasses of Red Bull Jaeger. <laughs> and you that can was... smoke. I remember watching. I remember watching someone's penis smoke a cigarette in that bar. <laughs> <laughs> oh fuck! Right back by the pool tables there, right there, the bar wrapped around the back there. <laughs> really? Sitting on a bar stool with his penis smoking a cigarette. Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to say who it was, but 
it happened at that bar. <laughs> I saw a lot of weird shit at that yeah. bar. A lot of weird shit. <laughs> he was obviously uh, uncircumcised. It wasn't in the pee hole. The foreskin was holding the cigarette. So that might narrow the narrow down a bit. Thanks for clarifying. <laughs> what night? What night was it when it was eighteen up? Oh god! Uh, I, uh, oh, and we were left in the dorms, and all the all the all the dorm people would go. Oh yeah, yeah. The and they weren't allowed to drink there, but yeah, then there were twenty-one-year-olds we were... that were allowed to drink, and then, <laughs> I do remember those days. <laughs> oh my god! Just rip the beer out of your hand on the dance floor, <laughs> like piranhas. Oh yeah. Well, fun fact, folks, I, uh, the first night out with my wife was at the tap room. So there you go. That would have been on underage night, probably. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I started shaking my rump up against her. and She just couldn't contain herself. And here we are. Yeah. <laughs> Rick, Ricketts. No? Okay. No, but seriously, that is actually the for our first night out together. And, uh, you know, it's hard. she couldn't control herself, I guess. Um, so anyways, <laughs> um, the only other thing I got about those first years was uh, Quiznos, good sub place we used to go to a lot. Alfredo sub, right? Used to eat that a lot. Remember the, Q- remember the QKC? That's what yeah, I mean. I remember, I remember you guys. Wouldn't tell me when it was. Because <laughs> I missed like the first trip to the Kuznos. I missed the very first trip. Because you didn't want to go I don't for know. somewhere other than the buffet and the cheese sauce. Probably. And we're like, you know what? You got to get out of this place every once in a while. Go buy a sub. I probably didn't want to didn't want to make the drive. But either way, I remember you guys. Oh, yeah. The QKC, guys. You got to be in it. Like, oh, what is this? Just tell me what it is. Was that at the same point when Reed got... Uh... Holy moly, what was that? Whose phone just beeped? <laughs> Cheevers, turn it down. It's just technology, Brent. It's okay. <laughs> but was that the same time that Rito got uh, banned from our, uh, our in the room? room in the yeah. dorms? No, no. That was, that was that's sophomore year. year. So, so, folks... After first year, Daryl and I are roommates, and Stretch is living with uh, Vince, episode 20 to 30. Uh, Yontel is with Bootsy. And then the. was a sophomore. Yes. And then the second year, Daryl, Stretch, and myself get a three man uh, dorm room. And then Yancey is living with Vince. And uh, he's just down the hall. And you know what? He comes into our room and he's just not pulling his weight. It's not even his room. He just wants to be there. He wants to watch the TV. He wants to change the channel. He wants to be in charge. And we're like, this isn't even your fucking room, man. He wanted control. He did. He was trying to he was trying to come into our room and run amok. And we said enough's enough. And we banned him, right? What, what is it that you did that, that got you the band? 
I don't remember, but I remember you guys dangling the band and I did whatever the thing was anyways. <laughs> you could try to call your bluff and then you called my fucking bluff and actually banned me. We had a side. We, had a side. <laughs> we definitely had a sign on the door with your, you were, you had a mullet at one point and we had a picture with a mullet and we had the X in your face and said. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was what and then we'd sit there and wait for him to walk by after we'd eat to go to his room, and we'd just be like, "Ooh, <laughs> And then you were so sad, and you'd come to our door, and we we banned you for at least two weeks. I would say, "Navigate a lieutenant Bayfield Bird Company." It was like three days. Yeah, I was gonna say I don't think it lasted. It probably. Oh, that's because like you were so three, fucking sad. Yeah, I guess. I guess three days back then felt like it. Yeah. yeah, you know what? You guys all you guys realize that the room dynamic wasn't the same without me in there. So you're like, oh, let's let him back in. <laughs> My behavior didn't change, I'm sure, after the ban was lifted. You probably came right back in and laid down on the couch. Oh yeah, for sure. Grab the remote. Um that fast forwards a few years, but that's the Yancey move. Uh <laughs> Hey, can you grab me a water? <laughs> yeah. Hey, can you pass me the remote? How long have you been laying here? He's like, I don't know, six hours. <laughs> I don't know what time was our workout done. I'm still wearing my workout stuff. Yeah. He's just wearing Under Armour shorts. Yeah. And an yeah. Under Armour shirt cut down the middle. Yeah. Man, I'm thirsty. There might be legal ramifications of that one. <laughs> um i do recall that the when the three of us had that dorm room at the end of that season i do know our coaches got a call from like the guy that's in charge of the dorms and was like i don't think they can clean this place in time like i've seen it and it's it's a mess <laughs> there was like layers of of like garbage really on the floor right wasn't there at the end there did we it was so bad do you I know think... did we not throw stuff out the window did we not take the big carpet that was just like full of shit and did we not fill it and throw it out the window or not we tried to cut our couch in half because we yeah. couldn't get it the door. well <laughs> we did yeah, you cut the couch in half right yeah i remember that like the last night a beer, a, a, I think we're having a like a beer bottle fight. We're like full beer bottles, we're getting thrown <laughs> off the wall, like smashed <laughs> off the wall, full beer bottle. That also happened at our U Club apartment. <laughs> well, it's, we haven't got there yet, but Daryl, I think you were there for this. Do you remember in our apartment at the U Club playing tomato sword baseball? With what, Marv at the oh, yeah. oh, when yeah. they were we were throwing tomatoes and trying to hit them with swords. Oh yeah, like fruit. Wasn't there for that. Yeah, that yeah. was messy. It was a messy one. But anyways, moving on. Um, so we're back at the dorms again, and um that was so the second year at the dorms when we're the three man. That's when like that's our year we're supposed to win it all, right? That's when like 
the the class that was so good as seniors and we just didn't do it right wasn't that our like highest ranked year pre-christmas well like we had like soupy drake davies jeremy lats that's all one class like that's quite the class of hockey players yeah and then yeah and sure and we had shahura was there that that year too right like he was a, a freshman freshman year that year was he not like yeah. he played decent minutes and yeah no we yeah we uh lost in the first round but uh that was kind of the way it went at western michigan was the hockey was like when we first went there like we were we were the the, the team that the program was good right like we were, we were when i signed yeah we were top to 10 when i signed yeah. Compared to the team that actually won, I signed. <laughs> hmm? I thought I was going to like a stacked team when I signed. <laughs> Me too. Yeah. And we did. We were fucking unreal. Like we went to Cornell that year and took three, uh, three or four points. I still remember that. I just told that story the other day about. We were. We were right up there with all of them. And then yeah. it just every year got progressively not as good. And then uh, by the end, it was like jeepers <laughs> but by the end was the furthest we made it yeah yeah we, yeah well that's because they made change the rules and we played against a team that was we were 11th and we we played the fifth place team instead of the second place team which probably wouldn't have helped us um but moving on um the first couple of years were incredible. Like living in the dorms with you donkeys was that was fun times, wasn't it? Like, and then you got all the athletes on the other side of the building. And like, I guess that's where I meet my wife, but like, but you have all the athletes all in one dorm room. It was pretty fun, right? Every kind of understands each other. Except for the people in the music program, I'd say that's accurate. Were they in the building, the music folks? They were all from, I know you remember, we had like a guy who lived across the hall from us. Mm. The guy, I I He wasn't into it. (laughs) He was not really into what we were doing. I remember watching him come into the bathroom to to take a shower (laughs) and there was like six of us in there, curtains open, having a great time. And he walked in with his shit and just turned right around and walked right the fuck back out of that bathroom. (laughs) You're right, he, yeah. Yeah, he, that, that, he wasn't used to the curtains being open. No, he's like, whoa. <laughs> like, oh, hey, there, there was probably five of us in there in an open shower. I'm like, oh, yeah, there's an open one. Come on in. He's like, run, fucking out of here. Oh, <laughs> uh, you're right. Okay. Um, but, yeah, so the only funny things I wrote down from that year, that I there's a couple things I remember. One I brought up was Foz puking against Notre Dame. That was funny to me because, <laughs> right? That was funny. Yeah, that's a good one. Um, the other one was Mantua scoring because we played Ferris. They had um, like Legui, Nesbitt, and Kunitz, which Nesbitt and um, Legui have been on the pod, but um, like – when Mantua scored that goal, they were ranked like top 10 in the country. And we were up Chris three. leading the nation and he stopped them on that penalty shot right before he scored too. Right. And, and I, we, yeah. we were up 3-1. Like, 
in the country. Like, I think they were like right high in the country. Yeah. And the building was jammed. The student section was going fucking, that was the most exciting part, uh, sporting event I've ever been at. Was that, that was moment. the craziest things I've ever seen in a hockey game I played in my life for sure. hundred percent. The roof fucking blew off the building. Like when that, yep. when he shot it, everyone was like kind of quiet. And then once the student section realized it was going in the net, it was fucking retarded. Sorry, I shouldn't say that. Yeah, you're convenient. not allowed to say that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. My apologies for yeah, saying no that. No worries. I'll get the I'm editing team person. out later. We'll figure it out. Let's but no. It. Let's get it started. That out. Let's no, get it but started. seriously, though, like, when your goalie scores a goal in college and, yeah. like, with a student section like that, and you beat one of the top 10 <laughs> schools in the country. We did end up having one of the best nights at, that we ever oh, had, yeah. I'd say. Right? I, remember, I remember that night as I do too. the best nights in the history of college. That that night, the, I remember we went to the tap room after that, and it was like, oh, my. The owner Lord. brought it around. He brought out a full bottle of whiskey out of the back and just poured it out into shots at the bar and just said we could have well, it. And then we went back to, uh, like, uh, Lats's place and Davies and Drake and like the hockey house right back there. Yeah. I remember I almost got a ticket that night from the cops. Underage drinking. Almost that was got like it. the only night I had that to dip, duck, Jim, dodge out of that one. Jim basically gave us the green light to go have a time. What would you? What would you say? Other. So that was a big one. What would you say would be your? What would be the best party that we ever had after a weekend in college and hockey was? I think it was the Halloween party. It's done. A hundred percent. What did we what did we did we sweep Ohio State that weekend? Well, even Vex brought it up in his episode, I think, or yeah. whatever. Like that Halloween party was like yeah. we, uh, that was the only we had there's people who were lined up in the hallway trying to get in. We had yeah. a oh, yeah. We couldn't get into our own apartment. We we went to the bar in our blow-up suits oh, and we God. came back and we couldn't get in. Yeah, that was a time. That was the best party we ever threw, I think, in our career. That was our lasting legacy party at Western Michigan. Yeah, oh, for sure. I've got a few pictures on that, just like, you know, you had digital cameras back then. And yeah. I have pictures on my computer that I seen a while back. And just like they were taken from the kitchen. And it was just, there was probably 50 people in the in that little tiny apartment. Well, we had yeah. a stripper pole in our apartment, right? Yeah, and it had seven people dancing on it at that time. <laughs> yeah, countertops, end tables, couches. Oh, yeah. It's it hilarious. was. Someone was dancing on that freezer covered in chew tins. But then when we finally got back into the apartment, like when it would finally have died down enough that we could open our door enough to get into our own apartment, like, it didn't stop. <laughs> like... Oh. <laughs> Uh, quite the I mean, time. I have a I have a good buddy here in Michigan, and I we were looking at a picture of that party, and he's like, "No way, dude! That's my sister, right there." <laughs> it is weird how small the world is when you start asking around, man. <laughs> it was good times. Uh, good times. That was a good time. So, anyways, moving on then. Um, I don't even know where we're at, but we lost that year to Notre Dame. Um, and that was the weirdest arena I've ever played in. You like, I vote oh, like from being from Ontario, you always hear in Notre Dame, you think it's like this big, huge place. That's so cool. 
and this big stadium. And then you get there and it's a hockey rink in the middle of a stretch. You want to explain this one? It's like a, it's like a golf dome kind of like it's uh and it's there's like, like people doing like the thing. hurdles or like long jump yeah, yeah, beside like, like it's like their field house right it's like yeah. but there's a rink on one but side. there's a rink on one side but then it's like one big building where there's all these other sports and you're just playing one sport on one side they and have like a, a new rink i think though oh they're, they have a new barn it's unbelievable yeah, a beautiful rink i think but it remember it had that huge like hundred foot curtain that yeah. draped right uh, behind the stands. It, that was like that was probably the worst atmosphere that in we call a talkie that yeah. we experienced. Had like a thousand people too. Like it didn't even have a lot of stands. No, so it was like four rows. Like, they were like temporary movable bleachers that they just like wheeled in sections of bleachers, right? Yeah, around the outside. It only had it had like stands on one side. I mean, Ferris was kind of like playing in Elmira, but just bigger. At least bigger that had a little buzz to it, like that. Yeah, at least they had the bull, the bulldogs at the back, or whatever the hell they're called. Ferris, uh, I was sweet to play at. I always thought that was cool, right? To play it. Yeah, it's, it's fun to play it. Other than we lost every time. Yeah, we'd win at home and lose there. You know. Our they goalies didn't ring. like it, but we knew exactly what we were doing. We wanted to party after, and we knew if we won at home, it was go time. Saturday night home win. Boom. Um, hold on, Brent, before you, before you carry on. Keep what going. Best atmosphere. What was your guys' favorite barn that we played at? God, I mean, for me, it might have been Maine, actually. I was going to say the same thing. Yeah. Like that was pretty like I mean that was freshman year, wasn't it? When we were first getting started, yeah. and like we haven't really yeah. we haven't been to Michigan yet, we haven't been to yeah. anywhere else, and like and then you got there and like that second roll, and, like that oh yeah, the, the, the like band up hanging, top. hanging over the glass, oh. and like they killed off a five on three, like we had a five on three power play, and they killed it off, and that was the loudest I had ever heard like noise, you know what I mean? Like it was, like it was hard to even concentrate how loud they were cheering after they killed off our five one three power play. Yeah, I think that was one of the only college hockey teams that I was semi familiar with, being an Ontario boy. From I, yeah, before. yeah, no, I, I agree. Like when I was even signed in Michigan, I was like, "Is that the yellow one? The green one? Like, what team? Yeah. Which one's that? Like, I don't even know." There's right? Michigan State. There's the ones with the blue and yellow helmets, which is the Wolverines, and the, yeah. And then when other teams start recruiting, you're like, "So you play against them? That's cool." <laughs> <laughs> That's when people when people ask me where I went, and oh, you went to school in Michigan, and they're thinking Michigan or Michigan State. I'm like, I went to Western Michigan. They're like, "Oh." Did you, who did you play against those guys? I'm like, uh, yeah, it's the same league, the, same league. Yeah. yeah. No, but like, take a look at the standings now. They're in the top 15. The boys yeah. are, the boys are doing well. Yeah, they really are. And I, I for, and it's weird, right? Like for us, because like it was different. It was different times, different times. I'm not saying anything, it's just different times. But I bet you if you ask those players, and that coach, I bet you they're all on the same page and they're like, they're, they're not thinking about throwing a coup d'etat to overthrow the coach. 
They're not planning that behind his back. Um, I mean, I mean, like they're probably on the same page because, like, it's hard to win if you're not on the same page. And it, when you're not on the same page, it's really hard to win. So I already said that. So um, I'm just thinking that maybe they're on the same page now. Just okay. Moving on. Right. All around, Branty, it's just a different world. The way that they train, take what's care the way? Of it's the way they train. It's different. The coaches coach different. I mean, Everything's different than when we came. Program. That's what I mean. Than it used to be. <laughs> I don't think that program looks a lot like it did when we played there. I think it's a little bit more, you know. For sure, coaching. It's also imagine social media was what it is now when we played that would have been a problem for us <laughs> big problem social media big problem with the things that we were doing yeah like, daryl it became a problem and like right. you had to have a university account to even say yeah. anything and you got in trouble for like were you gonna host a facebook party or something and like Senior nobody even knew year. what facebook was yet daryl was hosting a print out of the facebook? fucking party how old does that happen? make us, really? But like our senior year is when we first got into oh, Facebook. Facebook. Yeah. Right. And like, yeah. and you got in trouble for it, did you not? Right away? Oh, like before right I even knew what it was. Right away. Got in trouble. Yeah. I don't it was know. The first weekend we could have it. I was like, we're having a party. Fucking put it on Facebook. <laughs> that morning. No, it was legit, right? All the boys were moving in. I mean, after we all moved there freshman year, what became the best day of the year after that was moving day. Moving day. Oh, the first week of school is the best. The best, right? So it's, yeah, it's all in that spot. It was a good day until there was a certain moving day when a roller, roller hockey coach of ours wearing a Rastafarian wig. Uh, that moving day went sour, and then there was no more moving days forevermore. There was there was a lot going on that day, a lot of moving parts. That's for sure. I'm not sure I made that moving day. Yeah, I don't think I was there either. Recent the Facebook incident is different, right? Like it's like, all right, send a message to like your friends, like to the boys and some of the people at school. Because at that point, you had to have a school account, right, to be on Facebook. The old days. Mm. And I'm pretty sure Stretch was over my shoulder somewhere because what we wrote was just like it was for the team, right? It's like yeah. we're gonna have a hella tight whip ass time. Like, come on over, <laughs> you know, like something stupid like that. Yeah. And then of course, yeah. like it's not like a social media post today. And then yeah, the no. next day it's like it was a different hey. Facebook was different then too, for sure. I don't even remember if Jammer called me or if it was the secretary or someone. But the, fu- the funny thing is, is like, as the coach, if you're like, if you think about it on his end, you're like, well, you have to make that call and you have to like give the guy shit. Like you have to as the coach. Oh, the yeah, I, it's bad <laughs> timing for sure. But it was like some, uh, some Karen on the internet that found it and sent it to him. Yeah. It wasn't like he sniffed it out. It's like, just funny because, like, when we grew up and what we went through with no phones and, like, we literally were like the last of 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 the the guys that got to 
do that. Like, yeah, like the right? cameras, the cameras on the cell phones when we were seniors, like the picture was not a great quality picture. Like you And you might take a picture on your phone to like in case they call you to like have a picture of them up, yeah. right? Like That'd it wasn't really like it is now where like you're taking pictures on your phone to like publish them. Like you were taking them for other purposes. <laughs> no no other college athlete will have an experience like we did put it that way <laughs> that's a one-time deal no idea I don't it, it was something <laughs> yeah. okay <laughs> okay <laughs> um so then um i guess the next question then is uh after two years in the dorms uh we finally get out when they tell us we don't have to live there anymore and we get our own place um um but that first year we lived with boots and mantua and all that stuff right so uh i guess who lived with boot that yancy me and you shared a bedroom did we not did we not have two mattresses on the the floor that that summer after we left the dorms we We, did we not put two mattresses on the floor and share i think i had a mattress underneath the desk in ponto's room that year that yeah we shared a room shared and paid like half room. each yeah i think that would happen yeah that was quite the time but then we decided to 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 book it we booked it the four of us we get our own place <laughs> for the Before first that- time in our lives we're not at the dorms people aren't cooking us food and let me tell you the shit got weird <laughs> hamburger helper doing dishes everything God. First argument. First argument. Who has to share a bathroom with Wally? Yeah. Oh, not me. I, got stretch. I think Stretch is just the last one to show up. And <laughs> yeah. We all kind of showed up at different times. Oh, I think I think I me and Daryl moved into it because we were there all summer. And then Wally just walked in, it was like boom, and like right beside me. And I was like, oh man. And then immediately gives me a Hey, stretch. And like, I turned down the music, shotgun, right away. <laughs> right on the back of the bowl, huh? Yeah, exactly. Heaped up out of the water. Oh, just complete shotgun immediately as soon as we get in there. And then uh, that's pretty much Not what I had cool. for the next few years. Not the cool shotgun either. No. no. I don't know <laughs> what you guys are talking about. He went into the bathroom and did a shotgun. I probably showed up stretch made you dinner (laughs) you were not making anybody dinner back then you probably (laughs) showed up with a subway sandwich you ate the sandwich you saved the bag (laughs) (laughs) and that's probably how that went i think things are starting to get away from you fellas i don't even know what you guys are talking about now okay moving on (laughs) jim beam jim beam coors light you forgot all about that yeah all of it. How many ales and hockey tails was it again? Yeah. Two. What are we oh, at? Shit. Ah, <laughs> oh, shoot. <laughs> we slept over the uh, sorry the summer that we were living in 
after the dorms the, the yeah was, yeah that's right when we were sharing a bedroom we were buying a 60 pounder of fucking vodka a day well all i wanted to say no that's not and what we're doing that sounds a bit street. aggressive but what we do is play Where tiger you? woods you were right in tiger woods you had to have been the best tiger woods video game player in the world that year and i bet you if there was online gaming back then you could have ran a muck read Play a lot of tire woods. <laughs> that was well, that was before Roscoe needed you needed help with the the pave stone plus, right? Yeah. Our hero. Some good times there. Unbelievable social media account. Ross Yancey's pave stone plus, by the way. Unbelievable social media accounts. <laughs> my humps, my humps, my humps. That was Roscoe's jam. That's Roscoe. I figured that, that was, was no, that would always get Roscoe on the table. That was Roscoe. Oh yeah. Hit the floor hard with that. Oh, song. oh, I thought, oh, my humps. I, I'm still talking social media. My <laughs> humps, that's Roscoe's jam. Oh yeah. <laughs> that's his jam like milkshakes bring all the boys to the yards, my jam. <laughs> okay, so Everyone after that, you, hey, moving Everyone on then, you donkeys. <laughs> moving on then, you donkeys. Is after that year living there, is somehow we recruited Mo to be come to our team from Minnesota, right, and play yeah. with us, um, and he became our captain. But uh, move, we moved into the U Club like the four of us, like we were roommates, like like we were doing it. That was quite the time when we started going grocery shopping and all sorts of things, eh? Scully checks, yeah. Scully <laughs> checks too. Hey, how yeah, much did was, we used to get? Like, th- was it like three grand? It was thirty five hundred, something like that. I think a semester. Yeah, it was a decent check. At least it was enough that you got it. You paid off your rent for the whole semester, and then we'd go to like Costco or whatever and drop two grand on frozen food for the next six months. Yeah, frozen Tyson chicken breasts. <laughs> And tons of there was uh, the first time we went grocery shopping was probably a, a fucking disaster though. Right. Like, I remember when I started grocery shopping was the first time was that first year out of the dorms when I we lived with Coos. Yeah. And I went to like the the cheapest place you can go to. Save like a lot. Save but, a lot. Yeah, where like the stuff's not even real or like it's yeah. it's it's, it's so all off, it's all off brand stuff. So yeah. I I started trying to eat that stuff. It was tough. I I did her there for a bit, but I he brought yeah. home and I went to save a lot one time and brought home groceries. And we made like these big steaks that we bought for like $4 each. And on the package didn't say what type of animal it was. And I remember Coos was like he was like you can't eat that. And we were like, hell yeah, we can. We spent four bucks on it. So we fired them up and we ate them. And they were like, they were like, they were like a square foot, like these big ass pieces of meat. We had no idea what animal it came from. <laughs> that would save a lot. Yeah. It said steak in quotations on the yeah. <laughs> Oh, God. Okay. Well, moving on now. Okay. Here we go. We're into the U club now. We're all moved in. The four of us, we live together. So here's some notes I've written down, okay? 
Take it from here. Campus kitchen. Oof. Wild tomato sword baseball foot. What does that say? Foot, water, and tub. What? I don't know what that means. Oh, the, uh, the tub was water. full of water. Like, the tub when was. Like, over your... When we were down in the apartment, Brett and I's bathroom, the bathtub was full all the way up to the top where it wouldn't drain anymore. It was just full of, like, garbage water, basically. Yeah, we couldn't <laughs> shower in there anymore, could we? Well, you'd moved out a couple months earlier. I was still living there, so... <laughs> I think I had started showering in Daryl's shower long before that, but <laughs> pretty sure I caught you sitting in there one morning. After a long night. Like, all right, stretch, you gotta get up, buddy. Yeah. You have to go back to Canada. Get in the car. <laughs> we, gotta, we gotta figure out how to cover up this uh, wall full of beers. With Did I graduate? No, get in the car. <laughs> no, not yet. Not yet, you haven't. I think I said this on my first episode, but I, I think I might have a record for three different commencement ceremonies where they announced my name and I was supposed to go and graduate, and I just never showed up for any of them. <laughs> like, I was there, and I had a cap and gown, and during the day, Daryl and I just figured out something better to do that day, so I didn't go. <laughs> One day it was just too hot, so I didn't go. I've never been to uh, one, whatever those are called before. I went to mine. I went to mine. I did mine at the right after we, like the, you know, we went there for four years and then I did mine and then I went home. Right. That's good. I did diploma like three years after I graduated. <laughs> okay. Next question. Daryl was a very good player. I don't, I don't think the other two of you were, but uh, we played a lot of beer pong. Sure. Beer pong. That was the, like, I don't know that uh, beer pong was a widely played game when we were in university. Like it wasn't in Canada. Nobody in Canada knew what beer pong was. It was new. Right? I learned it at school. I agree. I didn't know. I definitely learned it at Western. Like when I came back to parties, like the first summer of our freshman year, I was teaching people beer pong. Like they didn't know what it was. Like, what are you talking about? And how cool did you feel teaching the beer pong? Oh, fuck. It was the greatest. Yeah. Your dick would have felt way bigger than it is. Significantly bigger. Yeah. Um, Thrower. Not a shark. Speaking of games, though, real quick, I don't know if I'm jumping ahead, but. What about beer darts? Like, well, yeah, no, that's that was next. Was was that was recruiting Mo? That's where I was trying to go with recruiting Mo. We recruited Mo, who was Mike Erickson from West or not Western Michigan from Minnesota University, wins a national championship, comes to our team, and then to have a player like that on our team becomes our captain and brings beer darts to us. Right? What a what a game, Daryl. Explain to the crowd what beer darts is. I got to piss. <laughs> what a pleasant game, Brent. <laughs> no, really, what you sit, we were sitting in a big circle, right? Stretch, what do you think? Like, yeah, maybe well, it, it depended, it depended on the amount of people playing, right? right? Obviously, but for our average game, we're talking like a 15 foot radius, whatever. You're sitting on either your case of beer or cooler, you stack up two beers on top of each other, and you put it could them be up. one, it could be yeah. as many. 
I thought, at least in our rules, it was two. Two beers. Well, everyone just did two. In front of their thing. So, like, it was like, hit me. But you, you got to put it out, you know, a couple feet in front of you, out in the yeah. grass. You're all in a circle. You bring out real darts. So, we're talking, I think we had 10 usually. Live yeah. in. Safety off. The idea of the game is to hit the can within the bottom inch of the can, right? If you hit the bottom inch, that's a shotgun of that beer immediately. If yeah. you hit it a quarter way up, then you just drink to the hole. Once your can's hit three times, you got to drink it. And no joke, right? This game, people were drinking 18 beers in 25 minutes. Oh, yeah. Like, I, I saw an errant throw that went from a teammate that will remain nameless that landed directly in the foot of somebody in the circle, a young lady. And when, no the, was, when the dart was removed, blood shot 25 feet in the air. Well, you got to reverse it. It was a young lady who will, I don't even know her name, but threw it into the foot of someone else that we won't name. Totally agree with Daryl on that one. And um, the yeah, girl he, threw he, the like, dart and it hit, it, it hit Bicic in the foot. Okay. And I don't have any problem saying who it hit him in the foot. Um, he pulled it out. And, and, blood and, and then when he off. pulled the dart yeah. out, the, the blood yeah. shot like 12 feet in the air. And I was like, oh shit, <laughs> shit's getting real. And then we got an 18 year old football player who's literally like 350 pounds who's had three beers and is throwing up in a garbage can and he's like i can't drink man i can't do it i'm like you're 350 pounds how can you not drink three beers and play beer darts you which one was that marv's buddy which one was that well we hung out with a lot of football guys right I don't we know. had a good, we had good relationships with those. I guys. almost had Scheffler on the podcast. He, he, they should probably remain nameless. <laughs> Some yeah. of them play the NFL. Yeah, no, Scheffler, like he's a good dude. He wasn't one of the guys throwing up in a garbage can. <laughs> he, um, but I tried to have him on. Um, we we almost had it. We even wrote back to each other a couple times, and I lost lost contact. Moving on, though, pretty cool that we know a. NFL football player, though, eh? He's, he got touchdowns from Peyton Manning. You saw that read, didn't you? Yeah. You yeah. did. You saw it. Sure you did. remember when him and my old man were, like, dared to eat dog food? They were yeah. eating dog treats at one of our parties. <laughs> See, that's the thing is I was saying good things about him, and now you're talking about him eating dog food, so I don't know. Like, what? Oh, I mean, it's a bear. I'm just oh, kidding. Dude. Hey, if Timmer's going to do it, you... Yeah, I mean, yeah, exactly. I think that was the straw that broke his back there. Timmer was doing that. He was doing it. He wasn't letting Stretch. Timmer do it. Hey, next thing we got to talk about is that uh, somebody found Entourage while we lived together. Who was it? Who found Entourage? I think, I think it, it just started, started, didn't it? It was somebody found it on like our movie network, and we had like, and then all of a sudden, you guys, we just went after it every episode. Do you know where we, we would watch the new episode? I mean, nightly throughout the week, and then right off the and Planet Earth. That was our move. 
you guys honestly remember how it started? Actually, this is kind of sad, but we used to watch what the hell was that show? The OC. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> we used to watch that on Thursday nights. We'd have like our little everybody Everyone hang out. Piled onto the, the couch. OC. Yeah. And then we we're like, thank God something came out like Entourage. Just yeah. when they when they said that there's gonna be an OC season two, we had a full pile on in the middle of our living room. We all jumped on each other. We were so pumped up. Swinging around the stripper pole. <laughs> <laughs> a little more OC. Where'd Brent go? Where are we going? Oh, here? I'm right here. How are you? Nice to see you. Um Anyways, moving on. Um, I better bring this up before I forget. Is um, the jersey over there behind me, the Cardiff Devils jersey, my last one ever, um, is up for raffle at www.aleshockeytails.com. And that's serious stretch. You can buy a ticket. Um, they're two pounds each, or that's like four bucks. But um, if you win the jersey, then I'll send it to you. If you want me to sign it, I will. But I'll find you, whoever wins it. And, uh, yeah, that's happening. Um, go to the website. Try and buy Try and win the jersey, and that would be fun. Um, it would raise money for mental health, and uh, I think everybody can use that these days. What's up, Stretch? I'm going to try to win that jersey, but then when you send it to me, I'm going to sign it. Well, whatever you got to do. There's been 37 <laughs> tickets sold so far, which is pretty cool that there's 37 tickets trying to win my jersey. I don't know. I've been out of the game for a long time, and for people to actually want the jersey that was in my closet, that's pretty cool. So thanks, everybody that supports the shed. That's cool. And I do it because I love doing this shit because look at this. The four of us sitting here right now, all because I came out here and started drinking beers in my shed. That's fucking cool. I don't care what you say. You know? I know. You know. We smell what you're cooking, Wally. Okay. <laughs> we used to have a stripper pole in our apartment. <laughs> it came up while you were just gone. That was the next note on my list. We had a stripper pole. And the only reason we had a stripper pole is not because of the four of us. It was because Mike Mantua bought a stripper pole. I thought Bubbles bought it. <laughs> no, it's Mike Mantua bought a stripper pole. You attach pole. a lot of names to things. Do you guys not remember that I think Mantua Bubbles had, they used to come to the tap room or the firehouse, whatever it was at that time, and they had a bucket like a, around their neck yeah they put it around their neck and they put on there something about stripper pole funds oh and, and they would get money people yeah. would throw money in on it yeah the owner of the people would throw money and then they actually you're right people gave them money to buy a stripper pole yeah, yeah it was all fundraising for that i don't think any one of us would have actually paid to oh, have we never there. paid anything for it somebody paid something for it no, they de yeah, and they put it in our apartment. I remember us having a stripper pole. It was our coffee table. It just happened to have a large, erect piece of steel coming through the middle of it. I mean, it was convenient. It was, was pretty, it was very well constructed. Like, you think about it, it wasn't attached to the ceiling at all. It was just the base and, like, the pole. And well, it was like, probably pole. what? Four by four, like on the bottom, right? Yeah, and it was like you know, 
20 inches high. That track. Look at the headliner of Brent Brenty's podcast for us. It's in half of those pictures. We're on that. (laughs) We're on the pole for every single one of them. That's very true. Um, and it, it, it was a really, really fun apartment. And um, I think the stripper pole really added to that. So thank you, Mike, for uh, and Bubbles for for getting the money donated to get us a stripper pole in our apartment because the four of us would have never thought to do that, right? Brett, have you have you not had a, an episode with Bubs yet? No, I've never had Bubbles on. No, nope, we've hardly like- caught up like i feel like his hockey story is pretty boring but i would like to uh hear about what he's just doing with his life these days i actually don't think his hockey journey is boring at all because it's basically alongside mine the whole way navigating lieutenant it's also true that he's a guy who's from like a like had a pretty strange life his old man played the show and stuff so he actually probably does have a interesting hockey story but i might more like i want to hear about what type of like what type Wild of animals he's animal he's been in combat with? Yeah. Like, what type of mountain has he free base jumped off? Like I want to hear about that. Well, I've had a few people on from that. Salt Lake City lately, and uh, <laughs> I have been in contact with old Bubs there, but not not much. But um, you're right, I miss him, and we need to have him on. You're right. He he lived beside me in Elmira western michigan like he he i played with him everywhere and he's one of my best buddies and then we go our separate ways and i don't see him again strange times isn't it like look at reed he used to have a mullet he doesn't even have hair now he's bald reed no i just shaved my head i have a full head of hair oh (laughs) (laughs) fair enough okay (laughs) Moving on. Uh, so we move into the U club together. Um, what else do we got here? Not We're much. Percent of the way through our friendship right now. I know. And I don't know how to bring this up, but like uh, we want to talk about campus kitchen. I know Coos was the one that told me about it. Uh, it was right down the road from, uh, from the U club where we lived. Uh, you know about campus kitchen. You remember what they did to me? They, they, they right showed me Crab Rangoon. Didn't know anything about it. Daryl came too. What was Brent's favorite dish from Campus Kitchen? Crab Rangoon is the only thing I can think of. And then the I'm rest your of the- Crab Rangoon. <laughs> wow. Well, that was 90, 90% of the mess in that dorm room sophomore year was Brent and Campus Kitchen. <laughs> <laughs> sure because i mean we used our the sophomore our, year like in the dorms yeah. i didn't even all of the stickiness on the floor was yeah because you was from you that was the year i drank your pests yeah. <laughs> oh, that was that year yeah that was the year with jim beam and coors light yeah they were true who's even introduce you to campus kitchen until like summer of sophomore or freshman year so coos coos didn't find out about it till his senior year and I was a freshman. He says, I never found out about this place until one of my teachers told me about it. He goes, you got to check it out. And he goes, you got to try out crab and grunie. He took me. And then once I had it, I, 
Have you ever, did you ever have anything but crab rangoon from there? Well, now I know how to make it and I make it at home. It's kind of weird, but like I had to figure out how to make it because I liked it so much. So you didn't answer the question. Did you ever order anything but? Oh yeah. 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 Oh yeah. Yeah. I'd get the like sweet and sour chicken with the rice. Yeah. Yeah. I'd do it. Yeah. I, I was, a, I was full of fitness. <laughs> I think uh, it was all the other food that was the problem. It was all the rice all over the apartment. Yeah, the other food. I don't recall this. You're call, you're blaming the dorms on me and campus no, kitchen. Like, I don't recall campus kitchen coming to the dorms. I remember at the U Club. I don't remember it being at the dorms. Oh, I remember it specifically because we all had. I remember um, microwaving that craft dinner, like the stuff you microwave craft dinner to make it. Like, I don't remember getting crackers. That was, first half of the year second half of the year i think we all kind of had maybe we girlfriends we weren't actually like sleeping or staying there and i remember our like free textbooks still wrapped in the plastic on the floor as like step stones for us to get back to the bed and there was like food boxes and like all sorts of weird sour sauce stuck on the floor and Gatorade <laughs> bottles that Brent would just gamble and drink and that was all bad. <laughs> I drank your piss the first week of school. It wasn't at the end. <laughs> that was second year, not first year. <laughs> what year are we on? <laughs> okay. <laughs> Whatever. Moving on. Um, then I don't know where we're at. Um, but one thing I wanted to talk about was, uh, after the seniors took us on that, that camping, like, um, rafting trip, rafting trip. Yeah, there you go. Um, like when it was our turn and like, that's the way it works folks is like, when you're a senior, you get to take the freshies on a trip and like, for us, it meant something, right? Like we wanted to pick something that like they'd remember. And I think they all do after talking to Chris Frank and them, they all remember our trip. So how could they not? Guys, how could they not? Dominated. Do you, you remember at... the highlight? Do you remember the highlight of our camping trip our year? The singing contest? Everything came to a head on Western Idol. <laughs> Who did you sing <laughs> off against? Who me? Ranty yeah. versus Reed. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Karaoke. You, yeah. Well, it was all song selection. You dominated me in song selection. You got destroyed by Reed, who is a self-proclaimed, and this is on the record. If there was a draft for the number one overall pick in the Tavistock Choir, it would have been Reed, <laughs> who was also a member of said Tavistock Choir as a youth. But he would have been the number one draft pick. He has the voice of an angel. <laughs> Reed. I don't disagree, Stretch. I was a Qantas Music Festival champion as a young boy. Reed, he's, your... from, <laughs> he's from the Stratford area. An area rich with tradition for that type of talent. Can we please hear him sing something? I 
I honestly don't even remember him singing. I don't remember him singing ever, so I'm actually going to have to actually hear it right now. No, but I remember Brent played some sappy country jam, and everything was Yeah, I tried tried to get the crowd to feel it with me. They weren't, no, you went with the upbeat music. You went with uh, Ryan Mellon, No Rain. Oh, yeah, yeah. It was yeah. all song selection. It and wasn't about talent. I bet you you can't even notes. sing. It was base, It was more about the showmanship, I think, even about the singing. You know no, you're mean? right. You're right. You're right. Well, I just kind of stood up there and awkwardly tried to sing a country song. I was, you know, moving around. I was, you know, being no, you a felt singer, it. You're right. You right? know, you, you know what? It was uh, a unanimous decision. If yeah, I remember. I, I'm I'm not, I'm all not the people just, that lived at that trailer park were loving it. I'm not. Di- I'm not disagreeing. You dominated me from there. start no, to finish on that. You did. You picked the right song. You worked the song. You worked the crowd. I didn't stand yeah. a chance. I didn't know what I was doing. I'm sorry. I'm better at just standing in my shed, drinking. It was a massacre. I'm not a singer. Can you? I like can Brent I please hear you sing that. a little bit though? No, I can't sing. I feel like Brenty started that that sing fight there for some reason yeah i think he thought he thought he was yeah like i didn't realize you had the talent you did yeah i think the pressure got to him i was trying to be cooler than i was in front of the young freshies you know you should put me in my place (laughs) right it was a it was a beat down for sure okay (laughs) well that's my next uh my next note was uh, mentoring Silky, Frankie, Weaves, Galley, Vex, all the boys, eh? That was that weekend when we really started uh, teaching them. I'm first I remember Frank that. was my guy, and I looked him up on the internet, and I remember I like looked you being like, when he was, I don't know, you know how old he was when he came to school, when he was like 17 or 18 when he played junior. It was like six two, like two fifty five, and I was like, "What the fuck? Like, who the fuck is this guy?" And he shows up the first day. Him and we showed up, and like, they came in like two weeks early. We worked out at like nine in the morning, then got hammered all day. And he took his shirt off, and he had that massive, like, huge cross tattoo on his back. Oh yeah! I was, like I was, I was, I basically. I, I, I quit hockey that day, basically. I was like, I'm not, I'm done. Okay, I'm, I'm never going to play. Yeah, I'll let, him beat the, I'll let him beat the shit out of Wally. He doesn't beat the shit out of me. But, yeah, no, Frank was a great guy. And uh, who's – I don't even remember who my uh, – I don't remember who my guy was. Did, did we have mentors? Yeah, we had guys. We had guys. Yeah. I think mine was, like, Rosie or something. I don't even remember <laughs> – I mean, I, you, I think I had clacker, right? And then it always works out different. You always take a, a different guy under your wing. Like I grabbed Galley. But I'm going to just say before we get into any more stories, like those guys coming in as freshmen, they were more experienced freshmen coming in than we were. Like, oh, yeah. They were, they were partying and they were doing some stuff for sure. Yeah. Yeah, as far as that goes, like, wasn't Lupa in that class? Like, Lupa was, oh, he was like a, a year, year younger than me. He was a year before them. <laughs> before them, okay. Right, he was with uh, Bicek and Piercy and oh, Lespo. Okay. Yeah, and Lespo, yeah. Right. And I feel like we're always missing a couple guys, but 
That was a good class. They were uh, they were a good crew to under us. Nice. Yeah. I just found it interesting that like the the crew that we were the mentors for as seniors to the freshmen, like they're beauties. Like Silky, Frankie, Vax, like like the crew that we were the ones that were supposed to whatever we were supposed to do. I don't know. I they're all dandies, right? <laughs> Sure. But everybody that we were at Western Michigan was like, we had a great time, didn't we? Yeah, every year was good. I mean, different every year, but they're all they're all fun in their own way. We always had a good time. We had us four. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, always to... upper yeah. class, right? You kind of follow the lead and kind of see what's going on. So I think I think we could we could have been bigger leaders when we were older. I think we could have on the hockey side of things. I think I could have been. I think I could have said to the old Jimmy Colhane, I could have give him the big fuck you for the team. And I didn't. I didn't have that in me. I wasn't. You mean you're the only guy that would have gotten away with it. Right. But the thing is, is like when you're on a scholarship for four years and like they they are in control of everything you do for four years and you've basically signed a four year contract. There's not much you can do if you want to keep going up. You have to kind of do what they say. Right. So it's kind of hard to stand up and say something. Right. Yeah, you're not going to you're not going to put yourself on the bench, but I mean, I, the only part of it I agree with as far as the team stuff is maybe like weight room, right. For us four specifically weight room, that was our downfall. Yeah. I don't think any one of us was half of that on the ice, right? Like I would rather skate on the ice with no blade and no pucks all day long than be judged about what I do in the weight room. Yeah. So I think like all of us gave it on the ice and gave it as far as team guys were, you know, if we're talking team guys, but yeah. I I totally think that we were everything you could be for a team. And I, I'm still the same way. And I is, yeah. Like I don't like working out. I don't enjoy it, but try and outwork me try and outwork me playing hockey or try and outwork me podcasting i will fucking podcast (laughs) more than you can ever fucking imagine because if you think you can outwork me bring the fucking noise you know right i got issues (laughs) podcast do you know what i mean though that's the thing right like it i got issues i know i got issues no, but when it's what you want to do, you're going to work hard at it, right? And then, and then it's like, well, I like doing this. And if this could be something that I, like, could actually happen, then, like, why wouldn't I fucking give it, right? You, I remember someone said to me a long time ago, this is a true story. You, you remember, like, a few guys that you played with who were, like, really, really good, right? Like, like uh, Pat played in the show for a long time. Chu played in the show and like whatever. But you remember like the you remember the dudes who are good dudes on your team more than you remember dudes who are good players on your team. Yeah. And we were fucking glue guys on our. Team. <laughs> 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 if you put it if you put it in like baseball terms, 
my war, my wins above her, above her placement, low. Glue guy, super high. <laughs> no, but you're right though. Like, like when when those young bucks came into that team, and like you talk to Chris Frank now, he was on the pod, and the way he talks about you guys, and like the way we were, like we're all boys, man. Like. <sighs> It was a tough time when it came to some other stuff at Western Michigan by the end of things. But, like, we did everything you that should be asked of someone. We were great teammates. We brought everybody up, and we had fun at playing hockey, and we did the best we could, right? Like, My number one yeah. thing I always say about, like, college hockey and about Western – was school was fun. Met a lot of people there who I really liked. I had a great fucking time. Weren't that good. But at the end of the day, who gives a shit? I don't really care. <laughs> like, whatever. Like, we Man. all had fun. We, we met friends there. We all had a good time there. Well, there's but, only one national we, champion. We, we it's did. not like it changes that much. But, like, we, we did do the best we could every weekend. And we did the best yeah. we could. Like we literally did everything they asked of us. If they told us to bag skate for two hours, then we did it. Yancey almost lost his life doing what they <laughs> asked him to do. We didn't get into that. Yeah. Um, but like literally as teammates, as people, you can say whatever you want about us. We all like having fun and we all work hard and you guys are all very successful at what you do now. And it's because we're good teammates and because we are guys that will do whatever for the team. But we skated every fucking suicide they asked us to do. We did we we ran every 5 mile. They kept asking us to do it. And we kept fucking showing up and doing it. And they couldn't fucking break us. And we did it for four fucking years. So whatever, <laughs> right? It almost felt like a game show, right? To be honest, like it didn't feel like I was playing on a hockey team with a goal. It felt like I was doing mini competitions. It was actually more like if home. you lose this year, if you lose this year, we're going to make you run even more than last year. So yeah. good luck in the playoffs because you better win or we're going to absolutely ruin you. And yeah. guess what, folks? I've held this in all this time, but you know what? This is what <laughs> actually happened. And if we lost, we would run so fucking much that our legs would feel like they're falling off. And that was real. And then we'd go to class, right? And try and learn. Hurt with ice bags on places and after sitting in the ice bath for 20 minutes after but, we ran. But like, and like every, all the times I think about this and like the different ways my career could have gone and where I could have gone is like being with you guys and those four years made me who I am. Um I'm a teammate. I'll do anything for anybody. And it's because I lived with you assholes and uh, we went through that shit together. And uh, we had with each other, right? We didn't have. Right? Yeah. And then when it was, it was all staff. <laughs> yeah. And then when it was all over, um, I realized what I didn't want in my life and I knew what winning meant and all that shit. And uh, 
Yeah, I wouldn't be the guy I am without you, asshole. So thanks. Cheers. Cheers. Yeah, dickheads. So anyways, um, this has been another episode of Two Ales and Hockey Tales with Stretchator, Darlinius, and the Yon's Hole. Some people clap on the one and three. Some people clap on the two and four. Some people don't join at all because they got no rhythm. And that's all right. Some people, they drink too much. Some people don't drink enough. Some people are just like me. I hope y'all forgive them. I'm like Scott, I'm trying to go.